It doesn't help the Ukrainians' uh, case when we discover that a failed hedge, a failed uh, crypto fund, was used, given a bunch of money, and you know basically was gave a bunch of money to the. Uh, uh, the Ukrainians that, uh, the, or actually the U.S. government gave the Ukrainians money. They invested $1.2 billion into a failed crypto fund that funneled money directly to the Democratic Party and was the number, the number two donor of the Democratic Party just behind George Soros. And for those of us who sat there and just led on a political battlefield here in America uh, to discover that the taxpayer dollars, the Ukrainian dollars were set through the crypto fund into democratic coffers to fight, fight against our freedom is a little hard to stomach. Well, you know, that, that is one big mess. And of course, um, you know, the former, uh, CEO of that, of that company has been, uh, arrested, uh, timely just the day before he was due to testify in front of Congress. Um, but, uh, mm. yeah, that, that, that is one big corruption mess. Um, but, you know, I mean, a whole lot of people benefited from FTX or and or lost billions of dollars likewise. So um, I, I put that aside. I, I don't think that has anything to do with um, the, 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 the need to uh, defend not just not just Ukrainian independence, but the broader concept, Pastor, which you were getting at, I think, a little bit ago. And that is what is the broader uh, issue here, and the broader issue is the is is the concept of sovereignty and sovereign nations' borders. Yes, ours as well as Ukraine's and anyone else's. Um, this goes back to the Treaty of Westphalia in 1648, when this concept um, was first developed as an idealized, this ideal norm of of global of the global order, violated, uh, you know, about as often uh, as not. But the point being, this is the norm. Sovereign borders, inviolable borders of sovereign nation states is the norm. Right. The ideal norm. That's what we're defending for ourselves as well as for Ukraine and, and the rest of Europe. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'll, I'll do respect. And we're in the same hallway. So this is, we're, we're close friends. We're going to the same. Okay, right. Well, okay, so we're in the same hallway yeah. having this conversation. But one of the things I don't think can be lost is we started this conversation with the fact that our government is not defending our own border. Our government isn't putting, the, putting billions of dollars into defending our own border. In fact, they're trying to give amnesty to people who violated our border. And so at the same time, we're sitting there talking about the treaty was failure from the 1600s. We don't defend our own border while we're worried about the Ukrainian border. Okay. I mean, I, I kind of understand that it has to kind of be overall theory that Ukraine's border matters and that we have some treaty obligations or at least MOUs, memorandums to understanding obligations to defend it. But I also think that our primary purpose of our government constitutionally is not to defend the Ukrainian border, it's to defend our own darn border. And we're not doing that. So it's really hard to, judge, to get my head around the, the esoteric idea that we should spend $50 billion to defend from the other border, no dollars to, spend our, to defend our own. 